It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder Five burning questions ahead of this season. How good is Chet Holmgren? Who will step up this year? And what does this future look like in Oklahoma City? All that and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Text the show 405-963-3686. We're diving into the five burning questions around this Thunder season. Who is going to step up for the Thunder? How good can they be? What does this rotation look like? And so much more. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing for yourself and a personal supply for you of five antibiotics to treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We're doing it all season long. Subscribe across all platforms so you never miss an episode. Leave a like, a comment, and a review. Folks, this is the most anticipated Thunder season since I have taken over this podcast. So we are here every day uh, from now on. Cannot wait for this year to get started. We're also over at thunderousintentions.com. But just make sure you subscribe to the podcast because we'll have some special pods some preview pods, and we'll, of course, take you all throughout the year, including what we're hearing at training camp and, and media day and things like that. It's not that far away. Next week, Sam Presti will talk to the media. On October 2nd, we're going to have media day. Training camp will open up October 3rd. Uh, October 8th will be Fan Fest. October 9th will be preseason opener against San Antonio in Paycom Center. You get Chet. You get Victor, hopefully. And so that'll be a great game. And then on the 12th, they go to the uh, Montreal game against the Pistons. On the 15th, they play in Charlotte. On the 17th, they play in Milwaukee. On the 19th, they play the Pistons in BOK. And then here it is. On the 21st, the opening roster should be finalized that Saturday before the NBA season starts on Tuesday. That Wednesday, October 25th, 
uh, the Thunder open up their season against the Bulls. And on the 29th, the Thunder have their home opener on Sunday afternoon against the Denver Broncos. We are almost back. Can you believe that here on Locked on Thunder? So make sure that you comment down below. If you were at Media Day and you had one question that you could ask anybody on the team, what's the question and who is the question directed to? So on today's show, we're diving into the five burning questions for the Thunder. You can leave your answer for these questions down below, and you can also question your, yourself, leave some questions yourself for what the answers are that the Thunder needs to get answered this season. And so let's start with who's going to make the team. Like, I think that that's a pretty big deal. Ultimately, the Thunder, we know who their, who their prime guys are, but they have to cut three standard contracts, which includes this group of players, SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, J-Dub, Chet Holmgren, Kaysen Wallace, Kenny Hustle, Mitchich, Isaiah Joe, J-Will, Wiggins, Jang, Pokashevsky, Mann, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, Davis Bertans, Victor Ladipo, Jack White. We've got to cut three of those players. So of those players, I'd really only put Victor Ladipo, Jack White, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, Davis Bertans, and Trey Mann on the bubble. And so of those bubble players, still my prediction for this cut will be Jack White, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Victor Oladipo. I think that Davis Bertans' contract um, is enough to make him stay, plus the interesting nature of his three-point shooting, it keeps him around. I think that Trey Mann's upside and the fact that you've invested a first-round pick in him uh, is enough to make him stay. However, I could see the argument that um, it's best for both sides if Trey Mann is traded um, before the season to a, to a more guard needy team with an easier path towards minutes. However, I think ultimately right now I'll predict that Trey Mann stays in OKC. And as a reminder, the Thunder have already cut Rudy Gay, um, Usman Garuba, and Ty Ty Washington. Garuba and Ty Ty are now on two-way deals with the Warriors and Bucks, respectively. I think that if it is, if this prediction is wrong and it ends up being Jerry and Trey Mann are both cut, that is an interesting tidbit to start the season. Trey Mann would be the first first-round pick of this rebuild era that the Thunder have moved, moved on from. Uh, and then, of course, Jeremiah Robinson was a guy that you traded up for in the second round to go get. So it would be interesting. It wouldn't sound the alarm bells, but this is the first hurdle to clear of the season to kind of clean things up. There are still some massive Trey Mann believers out there, uh, and, and he still has such a tantalizing, tantalizing skill set um, that – his future with the team, which we'll find out at the end of October, uh, will be interesting to, to track throughout this, this portion of the season. But now you kind of get the gist of what we're doing today with these burning questions. And so we'll move in to another burning question, which involves Vasily Micic. Why now for Micic? After multiple summers of high demands, of teasing this transition to the NBA. Why now did he finally do it? And by the way, Micic, you know, made this move with the understanding that this team has a solidified offensive line. I mean, I'm sorry, solidified starting lineup, uh, uh, solidified kind of roster. Uh, he, he understands what his role will be this season. Why now did Micic decide to come over to OKC? What about this team kind of struck his core the right way? And what's his role going to be? 
Is he somebody that Mark will play routinely? Mark, of course, changes that lineup and rotation uh, many times throughout the week, even much less came the game. Um, but what Mitch can provide as a 29 year old, albeit a rookie, but a 29 year old who can run the offense is really good in the pick and roll with the ball in his hands for that secondary group. What he can do is change the floor for this team, at least for the second group and really help you get over the hump in games, really help you not lose leads or uh, even extend them or at the very, very least keep you in games before you can get your starters back in. Mitchish can play a very valuable role for this Thunder team, a role that they didn't have that sturdy guy that you could look to with the ball in his hands for that secondary group a year ago. So I, I think that figuring out what his role is, what his what his play style is for the Thunder, and what he looks like in OKC, I think that that is a burning question that, that has to be answered this year. And when it gets answered, you're probably going to figure out how good this team is. Like as you can answer that question, you'll be able to answer uh, what this team has depth-wise. Because right now on paper, it is easy to get extremely excited about what you're seeing this Thunder team turn into and this Thunder roster being built up as. So I cannot wait to see what Mitrich looks like. But there's another player that will have huge consequence for the Thunder, and that's Chet Holmgren. What Chet Holmgren is able to pull off this year, how good he is this year, will impact the future of this organization, but will also impact this season. How he does both coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Jace Medical. So Jace Medical, you can go there right now, jacemedical.com. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during an unexpected time. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you that peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to the right medication in an emergency. You know you for sure have them with Jace Medical. Make sure that you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple, uh, and they can also make sure you have a handle on everything from the online evaluation to with a licensed uh, medical professional uh, to the delivery and the ongoing consultations and care that they provide. Do not get caught unprepared. Save money. You can save more than $360 by getting your life-saving antibiotics from Jace Medical uh, plus an additional $20 off whenever you use the code Locked On. So you can save more than $360 plus an additional $20 off whenever you use Locked On at the checkout uh, at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Locked On is your promo code to save that additional $20. Check it out today. It's Jace Medical, jacemedical.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. I cannot wait for this season to start. It is the most anticipated season that I have gotten to cover on this podcast, so I am just so amped for it. So make sure you follow along 
throughout the season on YouTube and any other, any other podcasting platform that you have. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. But how good is Chet Holmgren? That is the question that must be answered this year. Now, obviously, you don't want to overreact one way or the other to the rookie season. Like He could end up looking shaky. He could end up looking great. You don't want to overreact one way or the other. But let's take a look at, at this from multiple angles. Let's go all the way back to Gonzaga. At Gonzaga, he was an excellent player offensively, excellent in transition, excellent in the half court, excellent against man defense. He was excellent as a cutter. He was excellent at putbacks and excellent in isolation, all according to Synergy in the eye test. He was very good at post-ups, spot-up shooting, and catch-and-shoot looks. He shot 38% on catch-and-shoot opportunities. He shot 48% off the dribble. He shot 83% at the rim. He shot 40% from three. He's a very good defender, very good at defending pick-and-rolls, and very good at defending isolation, with excellent rim protection skills that allowed him to swat away 3.5 blocks per game. I know that we've been hyping up Victor Mnyama, and rightfully so. He is a great player. But these two players have faced off with each other before, and it wasn't as though Victor dusted Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is a unicorn-type player, and we're a year removed from him being the generational big man, from him being uh, the guy to change the franchise. We're a year removed from looking at Chet Holmgren as a possible number one answer in Oklahoma City, and then SGA just happened to go off and be an all-rookie uh, player, I'm mean, sorry, an all-NBA player and a bona fide superstar. So that takes some of the pressure off of Chet Holmgren's debut. So with Chet Holmgren, we cannot forget just how good he's supposed to be. And then when you factor in what he brings to Oklahoma City, the Thunder love to play in transition. And not only is he good at getting out and running and playing transition as the numbers spelled out in college, but he can spark transition chances with rebounds and outlet passes. And as a trailer behind the action, he can benefit from knocking down trailing threes. He will be an absolute pick and roll slash pick and pop threat for SGA and Josh Giddy and generate great looks for all parties involved in that action. The floor spacing he provides this drive heavy group will open so many things up for Mark's offense. This is yet another effective cutter added to the fold. And we saw what cutting did last year to NBA defenses in the regular season, night in and night out. You simply are not built in this modern NBA day of basketball to play 48 hard minutes of basketball night in and night out. But this Thunder team does do that and other teams do not. So you can catch them napping, catch them slipping, and you can really get yourself an advantage by just outworking teams. And Chet Holmgren has that ability. We've also seen Mark every year that he's been in OKC utilize high post playmakers. You saw that with Al Horford. You saw that with Jay Whale. And now you can see that with Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren also provides rebounding and putbacks, an area the Thunder lacked in. He brings shot blocking, help side defense, good rotations, and just a presence at the rim to deter drivers and deter people at the cup. Something the Thunder were lacking. He also, and in my opinion, arguably second most importantly, is aggressive. Last year when the Thunder made a massive win leap, 16 wins, 40 win season, play in tournament berth, all that good stuff. There were times where Lou Dort was the second most aggressive offensive player. 
And no offense to Lou Dort, you do not want him to be your second most aggressive offensive player. Chet Holmgren brings the aggression, brings the attention, demands it from the defense. And at some point, when all these guys are clicking, if that's game one, if that's game 60, if that's next year, whenever all these guys are clicking, opposing defenses will be spread too thin because you've got to pay attention to Chet, but you've got to pay attention to SGA and you've got to pay attention to J-Dub. And oh yeah, you have an elite passer in Josh Giddy who's going to exploit any mistake that you make whenever he has the ball in his hands. So what Chet Holmgren can bring to this Thunder team is special. And if he can hit the ground running, what this Thunder team is, especially as a team that can compile regular season wins, the ceiling dramatically changes. And so the question is, can he hit the ground running? Or is he going to need to ease into it? And neither one of those things is is bad inherently. Uh, If he does need to ease into into it, you have to remember he's played hardly um, any live action, so to say. I know he's been playing these pickup runs. I know he played in summer league, but you cannot simulate NBA regular season speed. And so to be out of basketball for as long as he was with an injury, it might be hard to pick it right back up. You saw in summer league where he looked really good at times. He also struggled to shoot and it was hard to get lift on his shots the way that he normally did. And, and so that will come with time. That will come with repetition. That will come with just playing basketball and knocking the rust off. But when he can hit that full out sell all go, when he can do that, then that changes how the Thunder team can play. And I also think that if he can wrestle away the Rookie of the Year award, it would be one of the more historical Rookie of the Year runs just for the simple fact of you have a guy who the NBA themselves is an entity, but especially NBA media have been, have been trying to crown and trying to uh, peg as the best player since LeBron and the best prospects since LeBron and everything that's gone into this Wimbenyama hype, and it's and it's deserved hype. But if he somehow, Chet Holmgren, somehow tops that and wins Rookie of the Year award, it would show just how good the guy is in Oklahoma City. I think that all Victor has to do is roll out of bed to win the award from a voter's standpoint. But from a production standpoint, it's going to be a very tight race. And so what are the voters going to end up siding with, uh, viewing as most important, and end up casting their votes for? So I'm interested to see that. I really am. I'm also interested to see if either Josh Giddy or Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara take a massive leap or do both of them take a massive leap. Josh Giddy looked great in FIBA as a 20-year-old running the show for Australia. He was much better as a rim finisher. He was much better defensively for what he is as a defender. He, of course, was a great playmaker. And... He showed signs getting to the free throw line and kind of exploiting that mid-range game as as well of being able to improve as a scorer this year. J-Dub, as well as Chet Holmgren, got to play with Team USA at the select runs before Team USA went to the World Cup. Being around an iron sharpening iron and those type of things that you always hear from these players, these players tell you all the time that any sort of Olympic FIBA international run that they get really, really helps them for the next NBA season. And I think that both of these players can get a huge boost from the presence that Chet Holmgren brings. And so if you have what Chet Holmgren will bring and you have any sort of leap from Josh Giddy or J-Dub, 
and you have the ever-evolving, ever-progressing SGA, you can see why this season is extremely anticipated around Bricktown and why Thunder fans are extremely excited about what this Thunder team can be and what this Thunder team will end up being. So we'll continue with the five questions that will define this season. And this might be uh, the most important one of who steps up for this Thunder team. Plus, we're going to get into some of the questions that you all submitted with this topic as well. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at FanDuel, folks. FanDuel is great. You're going to want to check them out today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get started today because it's NFL football season. NFL's back. College football's back. And FanDuel is America's number one sports book. It's the official sports book of the NFL and the official sports book of Locked On. So go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. And when you do, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed, win or lose, if you place a $5 bet. So for $5, you can get $200, win or lose. Check it out today because you can go there to FanDuel. There's no better time than right now to get started You can bet on the spreads, the player props, the over-unders. And if the NBA is just your thing and you're not a big football fan, that's fine. You can make some predictions. For example, Chet Holmgren is second in Rookie of the Year, and Mark Dagnall is supposed to win Coach of the Year, according to the odds at FanDuel. So if you feel confident in that, you can bet on that. And they even have some opening night lines out already. The Thunder are one-and-a-half-point dogs in Chicago on their season opener. So you might want to get in on that quickly as the Thunder are underdogs in their season opener. Check it out today, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and LockedOn NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Question number five, who steps up? Who steps up for this team? So let's list off the players that we want to see get minutes besides the starting five. So remember, there's already five names out there because you want to see SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, J. Dub, and Chet. Aside from those five names, you will have large clusters of the fan base who really want to see Kenny Hustle get minutes who really want to see Aaron Wiggins get minutes, who really want to see Jay Will get minutes, who really want to see Isaiah Joe, Michich, Kaysen Wallace, Usman Jang, Kante Johnson, Pokoshevsky get minutes. You're also going to have Mark, who really trusts Lindy, giving Lindy minutes at 10. That's 10 names. Not to mention whatever spawns of this roster between Trey Mann, Jeremiah Rumson, Earl, and Davis Pertons. But at the very least, that's nine names who you are really, really, really interested in on top of the five starters. So it is clear that Mark Dignall is going to continue to flip through this Rolodex of players each and every night. 
the roster exploration, the player development will be at the forefront and will continue. But eventually, you've got to prioritize winning at some point with your roster decisions, and someone has to step up and force the hand, demanding to be part of that shortlist rotation. And so this will be a constant evolution throughout the year. There's going to be a player who starts out in the outside looking in, getting no minutes, forces their way into the rotation or, or lucks their way into the, into the rotation, and then never looks back and takes that opportunity and runs with it. There's going to be a player who busts down the door for these minutes. There'll be a player who starts out as a premier feature of the rotation and doesn't get off the start that they want that year. Who's going to take that spot? Who's going to fill that void? Who will step up and who will end up being the best bench player? Because right now you can make a solid argument for a lot of different players for that category. Kenny Hustle, Isaiah Joe, Wiggins. Like you can make the argument for a lot of different players of who's the best bench player. And that's not to mention guys like Casey Wallace, guys like Usman Jang, who have fantastic upside. That's not to mention a two-time EuroLeague MVP and champion, Micic, adding to the fold. You know, you can... You can see how this team is extremely deep, despite it's it's never going to get that award of most depth in the NBA in these preview magazines and preview website articles and anything else from the national landscape. But you know, if you've watched this Thunder team, these are all really quality players. And finding the balance of who to play can be difficult, but at the same time, because of the willingness to sit anyone to change anything, to make any adjustments. The bright side of all this depth and competition is, are you telling me that on any given night you can't find five, six, seven, eight names on that list that's so deep of players who can play good basketball on any given night and win you games? Now, it might not be the same eight as last night or the same 10 as the night before, but you can find a mix and match every night, I think, that give you a really competitive chance to win games. So that's going to be the benefit of the depth. But eventually, someone has to step up and take it, and you have a kind of a more stable look at what you are entering the postseason. So someone's going to step up. Who's it going to be? Who do you think it'll be? Drop it below on the YouTube comments and on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Want to uh, highlight some of the questions or or yeah, questions and like statements sent in by fans. Uh, Ellis and Duffalo both said, how do you manage the Michic and Bertans minutes? Yeah, that's, that's going to be um, great, uh, specifically for Michic. Is Michic going to be a guy that is a staple of the rotation night in and night out? Is he going to be a guy that that flirts with some DMPs sometimes like everyone else on the roster? Because like to this point, everyone in the roster has, has seen DNPs and has seen stretches where they didn't play and seen massive stretches where they did play. What's Mitch's role going to be right out of the shoot? Uh, tech account says, can Chet stay out of foul trouble? Very good question for a young big uh, that he's going to have to answer. You see even guys like Triple J who are still haunted by foul trouble, even in the FIBA World Cup, haunted by foul trouble. And then can this team show maturity under pressure from tech account also? This is the first time that this group has has seen pressure. Now, it's not the same pressure that 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 other teams have, like, Pressure is not created equal, equally, but this Thunder team, like if they do not make the postseason, it'll be a sore disappointment for the fan base, you know. And right now, I think that the play-in tournament would still satisfy this fan base because of the tough Western Conference, because of progression not being linear, because you're trying to 
mesh in a lot of different things, but a lot of this fan base is their sights set on a top six seat. So like there is pressure on this Thunder team for the first time in a long time. And as you get down the stretch of games, pressure mounts and mounts and mounts on each and every game. Uh, Hayden Ross asked, do the Thunder trade Poku similar to Baisley last year uh, before they hit restricted free agency? So yeah, the Thunder typically do not let guys hit RFA, but I do think that the Poku situation is different. We'll have more Poku stuff coming up this week, uh, believe me. But uh, good question about Poku and his RFA status. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. But Poku, you know, sadly for him, last year had the, had the best basketball of his NBA life and then you know suffered an injury. So hopefully he can be able to uh, duplicate that this year without all of the injuries, uh, you know, p- problems. Uh, Gary asks, uh, who will establish himself as part of the main core besides the core four? So who will establish themselves as, Hey, these are guys that, that you want to keep around OKC besides that group of four. Uh, I'm interested to see if that question gets answered at all. Like, is there anyone uh, who, who, who becomes untouchable? Uh, we talked about that on yesterday's show. So find out who I have as untouchables on yesterday's podcast, uh, right here on Lockdown Thunder, anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. So we are right around the corner from Media Day, from training camp, and from the NBA season. You will not want to miss an episode of Lockdown Thunder. We have previews. We have guests coming up. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff before the season begins and afterwards. So make sure you're dialed in. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.